What is going on? Welcome to the Coach's Corner, a podcast dedicated to helping coaches get more clients, make more money, and book themselves solid. I'm your host, Lucas Rubik, the Coach's Coach, and I am 100% committed to helping you build the coaching business of your dreams. Welcome to the Coach's Corner. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Coach's Corner. I'm your host, Lucas Rubik's, and this podcast is dedicated to coaches who want to make a bigger impact, reach more people, change more people's lives, because as coaches, that's our passion. That's what we do. And the guest I have on the show today is making a gigantic impact on the world. We'll be talking about social media a lot today because he's a social media expert, a digital marketing expert. He's spent over $5 million in digital ad spent in the last year alone. Ladies and gentlemen, Rohan Chef. I got that right finally after saying about 20 times. Rohan Chef, how you doing, my man? Good, man. Good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you for taking the time. For a guy who is running that much in digital ad spend, that's mostly on Facebook, right? That's the leading platform. In the last year alone, you must be extremely busy. So thank you for taking the time. It's going to be 20 minutes top. So I got a few key questions. I want to talk about your story, where you come from. I know it's a crazy story. I know you got a book coming out about that extremely crazy, wild adventure that you've been through. I'm excited to hear about that, you know, how you got into it all. Then we're going to talk about the number one social media platform. I know you got a bit of a spin on that, so I'm excited to hear your opinion on it. I know I get asked that question a lot. And then we're going to talk about Instagram, everything Instagram, because everybody seems to want to be this Instagram famous overnight type thing. I've seen a video that you did about um, how to blow up your Instagram, how to get 90,000 followers or 100,000 followers in, in you know, a short period of time. So we're going to talk about all that. But let's talk about your story. Who is Rohan? Where do you come from? And what's going on there? Absolutely, man. Uh, yeah, I'll give you guys my like, full story in a very short, concise amount of time to get the whole details and nitty gritty. The book and then get the book. The best yeah, the yeah, book can be the best bet. Um, so my story, grew up in India till I was 11 years old. The first few years, like from about one to five, six years old, um, my dad and my uncle owned a uh, very, very large travel agency together. Uh, it was one of the top three or five travel agencies in India, scaled worldwide offices in Australia, UK, Asia, North America. Um, in that period, I saw them own an airline too. So it was like, it was just this crazy, wild, insane uh, ride. You're watching this of, as an 11 year old. Yeah, yeah. I'm watching this as an 11 year old. Like, I remember the first plane, I like this one of those memories that just etched into memory forever. Uh, going to the airport, not knowing why you're going to the airport. I just thought every every trip to the airport was me going to a different country. But this time I was going to the airport because my, my dad and my uncle were uh, taking delivery of their first plane. Like wow. that's very rare to people. What kind of plane is this? Like uh... uh it was just a it was just an older prop plane. It was like one of cool. I can't remember exactly. I have to look it up. I just a question. Cool. Uh, but uh, I have a picture of it too. So uh, you know we that that whole thing panned out. And my dad and my uncle kind of had their you know, business plan or whatever ended up happening. My dad decided to go down his own road. My mom and dad opened their own uh, travel agency. Saw that right out till I was about 11. Uh, moved to Canada when I was 11. Now, fast, like if we rewind a little bit here, I grew up in a very, in a, in, I look at that part of my life is probably one of the most defining moments of my life because I grew up with like a golden spoon, quote unquote, my mouth, as most people would say. Uh, every long weekend traveling to a different country, like literally being Dubai and Bangkok, you name it, UK, all over the friggin' world I was traveling. I think more of the world at the age of 11 than most people see by the time they're 65. That Fs you up uh, sometimes more than the other way around. I've seen a lot of people, they, they can't find the motivation. I'm sure this is where the story's going. I'm almost positive that there came it, that time it, where you're just like, I got to man up and do this. Yep. It's definitely going down that route for sure. So yeah, I think more, like I said, I see more of the world by the age of 11 than most people see by the age of 65. 
Um, absolutely grateful for that experience. You know, like I come, I'd come home from school and have maids and drivers and check cooks and everything else. It was just like the craziest thing most people dream about. Literally on a dime, my parents said to say, you know, we're moving to Canada. Okay, like left everything, sold the business. Like within, I remember it was a 10 month period uh, from the time they decided it to the time we were here. Well, it was literally within 10 months um, that we moved to Canada. Once we moved here, it was one of those things that we didn't really know anybody. My mom's brother moved two weeks before. Uh, before us to Canada and like it was just like kind of family friends that networked through they lived here uh, moved to part of town back in the day if I'd known today what it was would you consider the ghetto like legitimately the ghetto but coming from India to Canada anything's better right anything's better right. Uh, when the, so it was a full um, life adjustment elementary school I was right in the grade 6 um, I remember being like picked on and bullied because I was a different kid I came from a different country had a different accent back then um, and all that, that whole ride out and then grade, you know, went through elementary school, um, in an interesting elementary school that today I look back and say, it's like one of the elementary schools where, you know, literally it's probably the bottom of the bottom. Like, um, when it comes to the type of kids that went there, mm-hmm. went to high school, the high school that I first went to is the only high school in, I think, Surrey right now, uh, which is a part of Vancouver that I live, like used to live in, um, and that had a daycare. I literally remember seeing 14, 15 year old girls pushing strollers through the through the school and you know like literally like thinking about this like this is what my parents came to canada for like yeah, what yeah. the hell did we give up this is like this is ridiculous thought uh moved from there to another part of school it's a funny story because i remember when i was in grade nine or grade 10 i moved to the school and the summer of grade 10 the bc government had released an article about top 300 schools across bc or whatever my high school was the my first high school was the last and my next high school was the second last high school and it legitimately cracked me up every single time. Went to that school, um, you know, it kind of, once again, I had to restart new friends, everything else. But yeah, it kind yeah. of gave me that, that I, if I could do this now, I could probably do this anytime. But I never took it as a lesson back then. I took it more of like, oh, my God, this is like a pain in the ass, really, if you think right. about it. Um, fast forward, uh, going through all those trials and tribulations back then. Started working at McDonald's when I was 14. I've seen that on uh, LinkedIn. I was going to bring that up. Yeah, I started humble working at McDonald's at 14. Yeah, very humble beginnings. Uh, and stayed all the way there till I was 21. Had a brief sabbatical in the middle while I was going to school to be a pilot. Uh, I trained to be a pilot. So they did that. But while the whole McDonald's career was going on, I kind of found my entrepreneur groove in that whole niche. Um, I was selling knives door to door at one point. I was importing pocket bikes, like little pocket bikes from China, selling them within my school, creating a rocket. I remember running, chasing, getting chased by the cops through the bushes yeah. and stuff like that. Like this yeah, yeah. typical r- rebellious stuff. Um, by the age of 17, I was running, I was a manager at McDonald's, 18 running, a, helping run a store. Uh, 19, I was going to school to be a pilot, dropped, spent $60,000 in nine months to fast track my course, dropped out three quarters of the way through. Uh, because I realized that I was going to get out the dream of being a pilot because if you look at my entire life, I'm flying the world and everything else about that, I've attached that to being able to come back to freedom of what I wanted to. Sure. Um, and dropped out because I realized the lifestyle that I wanted to live would have not come from there until I was probably 45, 50 to live, you know, the, the salary that I was imagining to get the high six figure salary uh, and all that good stuff. Dropped out, got into door to door sales. Uh, did it, did that was an extreme trial and tribulation. Almost got fired to literally three weeks away from, or three days away from being fired. When three weeks no sales, three days away from being fired to six weeks later, the top producer in the, in the company. Um, then from there went into in-home sales, selling educational systems. They're like high, high, uh, high ticket educational systems to yep. families. And 90 minutes to do that in and out, master that. 
uh, and then got into digital marketing because I realized that I'd mastered the art of sales and sales is selling one-to-one versus marketing is selling one-to-many, right? So if you could do it one-to-one, the only only one step up from there was looking at marketing and getting into that. And you do it well. Uh, You do it very well. Yep. So uh, got into marketing and haven't looked back since. Now, has it been the easy ride at all? No, it definitely has not been an easy ride. I've put everything I have into marketing, everything I have into the digital world, um, and just understanding the whole realm. And I got to say, in the last, uh, officially in the last three years, my life has definitely taken a ride for the better and going back to what I originally dreamed of. What do you like? About this whole, uh, I have it, you put it, digital age. I've seen somewhere on your thing, you call it the digital age. What do you like about the digital age? It took me a while to get on board with it because I was old school. Uh, man, I didn't even have an Instagram account as of two years ago. Like I, 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 you know, I slowly got, and then I dove fully into it. But this digital age, um, you know, the young people, you look everywhere, they're on the phone. Obviously, our customers, our clients, the people we need are inside our phones. They're somewhere online yeah. surfing. It's just finding yeah. them. Um, what do you like about it? And then what do you not like? Because I'm sure as uh, you know, you, you're doing the whole uh, videos on Instagram, videos on YouTube, sometimes it must get to you where you just want to get off the internet, you want to get off your phone, you want to get away, get unplugged. But what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? So at the end of the day, the one thing that I love about it, and like this, for me, it's like I love or hate relationship with this whole digital age. I love it that the fact that you can literally choose to do something and turn your life around in, in like within a year. Like you've started your podcast, you've been on Instagram in a year, and you've pretty much crushed it. Just looking at your Instagram handle before this call, and it's absolutely, absolutely crazy what you've been able to do. Uh, the number one thing that you know most people don't actually can't understand is if you look at marketing, and you look marketing 10 years ago, 20 years ago, the, the, the reach that we had back then was a quarter of what it is today, if not less. And literally in today's day, in today's day I could put one post and, on my Instagram, and I could reach the world. Yeah, yeah. I could never do that before. You could never do that before. That's what I love about it. You can make a difference in a very short amount of time within seconds. What I don't like about it is that exactly the same thing is that you cannot go for seconds away from it if you if you decide to take a break. Like literally since the time we've been on this call, this has been yeah. my phone. Yeah. Right? So it's like that's the part that I do not like about it. It's like when you, when I go on vacation or when I go uh, even just unplug a little bit, it's like I can't fully unplug yeah. because I always have to make sure that, that I have that little one foot in there at all times. I uh, I tell people, especially the young people, they're just like they complain about housing prices, especially in Vancouver. They complain about rent. They complain about low wages. But we live in this time, this insane little sliver of time that's never existed before. That you can get a product, a message, a service, a whatever you want to do, you can make it a reality, like you said, in a short period of time. Because it's just it's free. Ever we don't need TV anymore. We don't need radio, uh, social media, digital marketing, just channels that you can reach people yeah. who want it what you want with a zero, like a shoestring budget. Um, cool. So you got into it all. It seemed like a natural progression, your entrepreneurship. Is there something bigger? Is there, what's your next step? What's your vision for, you know, your company, your business, your life? What's next? You're pretty young. You, so you, big, you've got all this at a pretty young age. I don't know your age. I don't know if you want to talk about 28, it. 28. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Insane. Yeah. So pretty, yeah, definitely, definitely done pretty well for, you know, how, Young, I mean, yes, you know, a lot of people look at it and say, oh, well, there's those who's done it at 29 and they've, you know, they're doing a million dollars a month and blah, blah, blah. That is the one reason most people stop themselves is because they compare themselves to somebody else's success. To me, what I wanted as success, I've achieved it. Now my next level of success because I've literally stepped back. Okay, I've done what I wanted to do. 
Um, people say, you know, create the vision board. I've literally hit every single thing on my vision board except one thing, which will leave for uh, next year on my birthday, which I'm going to reveal, and I'm going to be picking it up then. Um, that's literally the only thing. So now I'm going to step back and say, okay, well, I've done what I've wanted. I'm extremely happy where I am. But that when you're an entrepreneur, that internal hunger comes right back, right? Mm. So it's like now I've stepped back and now I'm going to go. So I built the company. I've uh, done phenomenally well for it. Grateful for the partner that I have and the team that we have that runs this company for sure. Uh, now I'm going to go into the realm of actually teaching people and how to fast track that. Like I've learned a lot of hard lessons throughout the day. Um, I've been fortunate enough to be, you know, in because of the agency world and how how it's been like one of the big things in 2016, 2017. Uh, fortunate enough to have done been a part of Ty Lopez's program, the social media marketing agency uh, program. So that kind of brought me some serious exposure and people just reaching out to me from there asking for help on certain things. I'm going to create that product and start doing coaching and mentorship and speaking a lot more because I get asked to speak a lot on stages. Perfect. And if people are wanting, we are not even half done, but if people do want to follow your stuff, I'm going to have links to your Instagram. Is that the best place? You seem to be killing it on Instagram. You love Instagram. I love Instagram. Um, Instagram is probably the best place. Yeah, hit me up. I usually check my DMs in my other box at least once every other day. Uh, So if I don't reply to you immediately, give me a couple days sometimes. Um, Or if not, just Facebook. I know I I did a big... Uh, YouTube, yeah, YouTube is going to be a big, big place. So if you haven't already subscribed, go subscribe to my YouTube because I got some epic videos coming. See that? I know. I think we have a mutual connection. That uh, die, he's doing yeah. some of your videos for you. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Cool. Um, I know this is a hard question, and but I'm going to ask it. But the number one social media platform, only because so many people are asking it all the time. When you Google that, like millions of results come. What's the number one social media? What should I be on? Where should my business be? What's your take on that? What's your view on that? If it's even my possible. number one, my spin on. I don't like. To, I don't ever like. I get that asked that question all the time. Oh, how do I build my digital marketing? What social media platform should I do that on? What should I do? I use my biggest thing is what is the one that resonates with you the most, right? Is it written text? Then be on Facebook. Is it video? Be on YouTube. Is it pictured? Do it on Instagram. Um, is it you like singing? Do it on musically, right? Like, like there's so many different ways that people don't even understand. Like musically is one of those things that yes, right now people are looking at it like a young teeny bopper, uh, teeny bopper app. But if you look at any of the apps that have come through, they've all built a following from that teeny bopper age, age and move on. Um, my personal in the last years in Instagram, I've actually spent a lot of time and effort and money into Instagram. Um, uh, fortunate enough, like my personal account, forty thousand followers as of yesterday. Uh, very very grateful for that. I'm, Probably outside of that, in the influencer space, control about half a million uh, combined followers that I that I personally own, um, and it's crazy what you can do with just you Instagram alone. So if you, yeah. yeah, so if you if you don't like if you don't have the personality or you're scared to be in front of video and you know being and, and literally letting yourself out of that shell, Instagram. If you want to stay behind that, you don't want to show your face, Facebook, or then just start blogging. Uh, blogging still works, but it's going to be one of those things where it's a little bit different. Right, right. What about being on one, on two, on three, or is this going to come down to like how much time do you have? You know, rehashing content, putting across different platforms. Um, how would you generally, because you're getting into the coaching, how would you coach someone through that? Start with one, try another one. I always say start with one. Start yeah. with one. Um, you know, even where I am today, I'm like across every platform. I think I kind of turned Snapchat off a little bit. Um, I'm on every friggin' platform pretty much, but I mastered one and then I moved on and I mastered another one and then I moved on. So I did really, really well with Facebook, um, and face and, you know, gained a lot of business off of it. And then I saw last year Instagram was a big play. 
in, entered into the Instagram play, mastered it in the last year, and now this year I'm coming for YouTube. Even though YouTube's like one of the noisiest platforms right now, um, it's going to be a fun one to push through. What do they say? How many videos a day? I remember reading this stat because uh, I throw a whole bunch of stuff on there too, but it was something like – it was ridiculous how many hours of videos are uploaded per minute or whatever. It was something ridiculous. It's, I, it's insane. I couldn't even imagine what their servers are like. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Um, okay, and one more question that's I think I asked a lot if you want to dive into this, but – and I've seen a video that you had. Maybe I can even put a link to it. But the number one way or number two or three ways to f- grow your Instagram followers because everyone is looking for that quick fix. Everyone's looking for these bots. Everyone's like, hey, buy, follow for follow. I think it's all BS. I always say just put a really good content. But what's your take, advice, tips for someone who wants to grow their Instagram? Uh, my number one thing with that people want to grow their Instagram is consistency. So simple. Uh, it's very, very simple. Like, yes, you can do follow to follow. Don't stay away from bots unless they're like, unless they're DM related bots, stay away from them. Like unless it's you using it to go out and reach people, but do it in a proper way. Cause Instagram's algorithm can also pick you up and ban your account very fast. Um, it's consistency. It's, it's, it blows my mind. The amount of messages I get when I look at people like, Oh my God, what do I do to grow their, my Instagram account? And then I go to their Instagram account and I'll just search and I'll just look it's like four days ago, nine days ago, 10 days ago, two weeks ago. It's like, that right there is your problem. You know, like if you look at my Instagram account, I'm posting three posts a day consistently at the exact same time. And that's exactly what my audience knows that they're going to get three posts a day. Um, if I were to say another thing is mix up video, like one minute video with images. So it's like, you know, try and do that. That's the one thing that I've recently tested. It's working really well. So we're heavily investing into that now. Um, the one minute videos, because the more impressions you get, the more people you're going to get. The goal is to get on that explore page. And if you can get on that explore page, you'll just blow up. What about, um, you know, the digital marketing and the whole internet and the whole Instagram aside, you're doing extremely well, your photos, your content, your videos, uh, you know, you, you ooze success, everything you do, it's just, it looks amazing. But behind all that, um, because I know a lot of times we're looking at, you know, the Gary V's or we're looking at the Lamborghinis and the mansion on Instagram. I remember not betting on myself, not believing in myself. Once I, once I kind of tapped out of that and really started, I'm going after this, I'm going to make it myself. Things are a lot different now, but a lot of young people, especially, are gonna look up, like looking at you, right? You got the BMW. I seen some photos. You got all this nice stuff behind all that. Who is Rohan? I used to use that same guy. Is your mission in life to help people? Is your like what? Who are you? My biggest, yeah, my biggest thing, like yes, be like on the external, it looks like I use success, and I definitely do, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, but you know, you talk about Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, all those people that everybody looks up to, they look at their lifestyle and they're like, I'll never be there. That goes back to what I said earlier. It's like, if you're going to look at them and compare yourself against them, you're never going to be there, but start because you know, what's that? There's that quote that says, you know, the best day you could have started was a year ago, but the next best day is today. Yeah. Right. Literally just start today and just do one thing consistently in a year from today, you'll be in a whole different place. Um, outside of that, just. You know, I'm a normal guy, man. I live in the suburbs of Vancouver. I don't really, like, I'm not the kind of guy that has, like, a penthouse downtown over, yep. overlooking the beautiful view that we have in Vancouver. Um, my biggest thing is I love to teach, share, inspire people. Um, like, you know, that's kind of the reason why I've taken on YouTube and I'm doing a lot of, like, the teaching content and doing a lot of that. Uh, traveling is probably my biggest passion, seeing as I grew up doing that when I, as I was a young kid. Uh, so I get, I love and I try and get this travel as much as I possibly can. So it's like my biggest thing is, you know, when at the end of my videos, I usually say, I look forward to seeing you guys on the beach of the world because I truly mean that. Even though I run a company that should probably stay, um, you know, put, I try and still have that four hour quote unquote work week lifestyle. I'm still traveling quite a bit. 
Sure. Talk about mentorship because it seems like you're mentoring young people or at least through your content. I know you're limited on time, so you can't answer everyone, but yeah. I'm sure you're the kind of guy who will shoot a DM back being like, hey, you know, try this or just start or whatever. Did you go through some mentorship process program or was it your dad, your family was really your mentors watching that? Because um, I yeah. found, I know in my personal life, you know, people will come who are mentors. You don't even know they're mentors till later, but they help you get to the next level or they show you a whole new world and they they give you. So I try to mentor people as much as I can as well to give back. But uh, you have a mentor in your life or was it all, how'd that happen? Um, I've gone through multiple mentors and I believe in mentors and coaches massively uh, because the biggest reason behind that is, you know, if you can find a mentor, the reason why you bring on a mentor into life is to shortcut their, is to shortcut their successes and their trials and tribulations into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the original part of my life, I'd say a lot of my mentors was just school of hard knocks. Uh, because the ego was bigger than I needed to be, but I would not let somebody else in. But then when I realized, look, I need to learn from the best of the best. Um, I remember getting into marketing, getting into traffic, because um, I realized coming from sales, everything was based around traffic. And when I understood where traffic was in marketing, I was like, okay, who's the best person that can teach me marketing at the time in traffic? And literally, as soon as I thought that, a couple of days later, I got an email for an, in, probably someone just pitching their next mentorship program or whatever it was. I don't care. It was 5K for me to fly to, for me to fly to LA for three days to learn from the best traffic sources at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to invest. I don't care. Just literally, I had like not very much money in the bank account, took it all, invested into that. That was step one. Um, and then since then, I've hired multiple coaches and mentors. On average, I'd say per year, this year's an exception, uh, and an exception in a different way. But on, year, on average, I'm spending about twenty-five to $30,000 a year just in mentorship. This year will probably be close to seventy-five because just recently alone, I've in, I've bought into a twenty-five thousand dollars a year mastermind that's going to help me scale my company and do what I want to do. It's so such a mentorship is huge thing. Such a huge, huge thing. I was on a podcast this morning and it was we were talking about the exact same thing, uh, the mentorship. And one of the questions that was asked to me was, "Well, what about those people who?" don't have anything. I mean, I, I know what it's like to be $40,000 in debt and live in a truck. Like I know what that's like. And yeah. you don't have this ads. You don't have to spend to buy into even a thousand dollar program. Um, so obviously we start with books, but what about, you know, 25,000, $50,000, $75,000 our membership, our mentorship programs. The value there is huge. But what about those people who are starting or they just don't believe in investing in themselves or they, what do you think holds people back from doing that? They're not betting on themselves. They don't believe in themselves. The number one reason that I know for a fact after going through this in the last year and you know, coaching a ton of people is fear of success more than it is fear of failure. Expand on people, that. Like that. Uh, yeah, the reason, a lot of the reason why, what I noticed is people say, okay, well, what if this takes yeah. off? What if I make so-and-so amount of money? Well, isn't that the whole point of it? Isn't the whole point of you becoming successful? Why are you slowing yourself down? If you, the one thing that I, you know, think, was literally thinking about this this morning while I was having the shower is, the one thing I love about business the most is the more success you have, the more problems it creates, the more challenges it makes, the more challengeful it makes you to have those problems solved, right? So um, that's probably the number one reason. You know, people are lazy. Like if I literally grabbed, my, if I walked over there, which is like my coffee table, there's five books sitting on top of my coffee tables and another probably seven underneath it. I have books all over my house. Mm-hmm. Like you come to my house, my, drive my wife nuts. But I have books all over my house because I'm always like just trying to grab one nugget. It's like, yeah. you know, a lot of people will read a book end to end. And I do that all the time. I'll read a book a week um, and I read it end to end. But it's like within reading that book end to end, find one thing that you can use that immediately you can go and put into work and have that become part of your reality. 
And the reason why my books is like, I'll be literally sitting on the couch thinking or watching a TV show majority of the time with my wife, just calming down. I'll be like thinking of something. Oh, what was that one thing that I wanted in that book? And I'll go back and I'll read it and I'll be like, okay, now I know where I need to apply that. I love it. I love it. One piece of advice for not only young people. I, I mean, I'm generally talking to a lot of young people. I'm sure you do too, because that's the whole digital marketing and that's kind of who we reach. Um, but to anybody, I don't care what age they are. One piece of advice, uh, whether that's business or life or just where you're at right now with your headspace, with what you've learned, with you know your energy and where you're at. One piece of advice: if someone, if some kid, 19 years old, was like, "Man, I, you, you're so amazing. I wanna, I wanna see success. Can you give me?" One one thing that'll gonna change my life: the secret sauce. Believe, believe in yourself. Like, legitimately, belief is the number one thing that most people don't have, and the reason why most people give up is because they just literally just don't believe in themselves. I've been there. I've been quote unquote clinically depressed and everything else, and that whole part of the world. Uh, and it just came down to you. I just gave up on myself. And you know, as soon as you say you kick that giving up on yourself to the side, and you say I'm gonna believe in myself and just do anything and everything it takes. Your life will turn around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to expand on that. I want to make it a little harder on you here because that's uh, belief. Awesome. I love it. I was talking to a life coach. He was on the podcast about a month ago and he was talking about he hit rock bottom. I've hit rock bottom. Um, most people, the story kind of is the same with a lot of people who just bounce and all of a sudden it seems like they're doing all these things. You know, like where did that come from? And it's like, dude, yeah. I know the total opposite end. But I asked him, do you need to hit rock bottom? Do you need to feel that much incredible amount of pain. I was on the end of my ropes with my life. Like I did not want to live anymore. And that was my bounce. And a lot of people can relate to that. But people who are in that comfort zone, which is I think the most dangerous place to be, you make just enough to cover your bills and you have these dreams and ambitions, but you're scared to lose your job. Things are comfortable. And do they have to lose their job? Do they have to go through an amount of pain? Do they have to, you know, go bankrupt to actually start believing in themselves? Because out of necessity? Some people, in some people, I think they do need to, so they have a reality check. I do believe that. There's people out there that I look at and be like, you need to go through a reality check a little bit. Uh, but majority of the people know. Like, you know, it's my, there's a video on my Instagram that I did. Uh, David had edited up for me. And I said, literally, my favorite quote of Gary Vaynerchuk, talk about him, of all yeah. time, is eat shit for two years so you can eat caviar for the rest of your life. Like, that. that could not be any better of a quote right i love that but most people aren't willing to eat shit for whether it's two to four years they never ever get to taste that caviar they never ever get to taste what that lifestyle is like it's the sacrifice yeah so it's what the sacrifice. If, go ahead i was gonna say so it's like you know go back to your question of you know do, do people need to hit rock bottom not at all People just need to get off their ass. We live in such a microwave society. I'm a millennial, quote unquote, and I can see it with my own eyes that, you know, most people are bloody lazy. I was going to use another word, I'm not sure if profanity is available uh, on this podcast, but yeah, but, you know, most people are just fucking lazy. And that's what it comes down to. And it's like, get off your ass and go do something. Go make a difference. Like, what you've done in a year is absolutely phenomenal, man. Like, Like, taking that and just using you as an example. And just doing copying exactly what you're doing and do it in your definition. It doesn't have to be in, you know, in uh, the uh, podcast world. Go do it in YouTube. Go do it somewhere else. Just get off your ass and go do it. I think, I think a lot of people want the step-by-step plan. And the more things I start doing, and you've probably experienced this too, and the more new things you start doing, like there is no step-by, there is no game plan. It's you get nuggets, you get ideas, you have mentors, you have books to go by. But at the end of the day, it's you at night alone, stressed out and trying to figure it out. And how many sleepless nights I've had just like trying to figure it out. No one's going to give you the answer. I don't care if you pay a million dollars to sit down with whomever. 
He's going to no. help you, but the answer's got to come from inside. Um, so just expanding that one just a little bit further, and then, and then I'll let you go here. But uh, belief. How can someone who, you know, it's easy to throw a quote on Instagram in the morning, like a lot of people I think do. Hey, go crush it. And then two hours later, yeah. they're watching TV. Because maybe yeah. they don't believe in themselves enough. How could you, if you were mentoring someone, like jumpstart that belief or... Or I know in my life it was out of necessity because I had to make it happen. And then the more I started making it happen, the more I believed in myself. I'll send a rocket to the moon tomorrow if I wanted to. Like I'd start building a plan for it. Believe, yeah. Someone who's not in that, in that, who hasn't had to bounce back from that. And like, can you make someone believe or do they just have to find it? That's a hard one because you can, but majority of the time people just have to dig deep. Yeah. Like literally what I... The easiest way for me to tell people is like, you know, if you want to literally just find what you want to do is there, it's very rare. Have I run into someone that hasn't gone through some kind of shit in their life, right? At somewhere, some point, like, unless you're some, even most celebrities and today's days, they all kind of run this. You say, go try and get yourself to feel that and then make yourself feel 10 times worse. And that'll make you believe, have your belief just go through the roof. Believe right? like that's usually what I, yeah. One of the life coaches that I work with um, in uh, out of Australia, and the one the one question he asks every single client that I send him or every single client that he works is, "Where do you want to be a year from today?" You know, nine out of ten people have no idea why because they don't believe in themselves. If you just sit down and even just literally grab a journal, like I went I went to Walmart yesterday and bought a brand new journal because I love these things. See, that's and just write full of stuff. I'm like, what's going on there? Yeah, well, well, that's another. Yeah, so what we do over there is uh, we we put thirty kids through school this year, elementary kids through school. As much as I don't believe in the post secondary education, I believe in the other part of education. Um, so you know, the big thing is you know just like write down ten things you want to do and you can get done in the next thirty days. Don't like literally make them believable as you possibly can, and go and get them done. That is step one to helping you get that belief in yourself. Because as soon as you do ten things. You can do 20, you can do 30, and then you just start crushing things out of your life like you've never seen before. Love it. Guys, follow Rohan. Although he is a digital market expert, he spends $5 million in digital ad spend. He's got so many nuggets, so much wisdom, so much mentorship. Young people, anybody can follow you, get something from you. Check out his YouTube channel, and the book's coming out when? Um, hoping I could launch it before Canadian Thanksgiving. So by October 9th, I think it is. Canadian October Thanksgiving. 9th. Okay, cool. I'll put links yeah. to you and then we'll chat off camera there and I'll just get the links for you for everything so I can, Yeah. I'll put them under your, uh, your video there. Thanks, Rohan. That's awesome. Thanks, Lucas. Thanks I'm for having me. see where you get to. I'll be watching you. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we'll do another one on my YouTube channel. We'll get this one out to your audience. Yes, sir. Thanks, Rohan. Yeah, awesome. We'll Thank chat you. soon. Cheers. Awesome. So there you have it. Rohan Chef, such a freaking badass. And if you've made it to the end of this podcast and you're obviously digging what we're throwing down, so I got two things to ask of you. Number one, make sure you subscribe to the iTunes channel and make sure you leave a little comment, leave a little rating. Let me know. Let us know what you think. Second, I got some free training. The Client Attraction Formula, if you're looking to get more clients, download that free training. It will change your life. You can get it at lucasrubix.com. Other than that, folks, have a good day, and I will see you next week.